Today we're going to be talking about, well, today we were going to be talking about taking care of ourselves. Yeah, we woke up with this whole idea of doing uh, an episode on taking care of yourselves. But ironically, we <laughs> things came up, we need to take care of ourselves. But, but we did find a long lost episode that we intended to publish in the first season. And it's all about candles. So today we're going to be running that one for you. Yeah, so enjoy. Welcome to Gay Peace Journeys Podcast. My name's Brian. And I'm Paul. And we'll get going in three, two, one. Hey guys, welcome to Gay Peace Journeys Podcast today. I'm Paul and we're going to be talking today about candles. Yeah, candles. Uh, Paul's definitely into candles. Always has been. Always will be. <laughs> yes, it's true. I'm not as much into candles, but I, I do enjoy them. Uh, but I have some limitations with them as far as allergies go and just my fear of burning the place down. So we're going to talk a little bit more about different types of candles and which ones are better for that type of situation as well. So, you know, in talking about candles, you know, you can't do that without talking about fire. And, you know, fire is awesome. And the ability to keep and maintain fire, I, I guess that was probably one of the most important stepping stones in man's development itself. And it offers light and warmth and safety. And, you know, to an extent, it 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 is can be used for health as well. I mean, it can definitely hurt you, but, you know, the ability to sterilize things and water and cauterize wounds was very important in early medicine, especially. But, you know, fire has been used by a lot of different cultures all around the globe. And I guess, you know, it was a very mystical and magical thing when we first discovered fire as, you know, a race. And that became something that people worshiped because we all had that kind of innate need to fill that spiritual void. So native cultures use fire as a spiritual doorway between the here and the, you know, between the here and the spiritual now of the world. And, you know, most ceremonies in their culture are um, celebrated with a building of the fire. It started that way. And it's maintained by a person called a fire keeper. And, you know, fire is acknowledged as a passage to reach out to the wisdom of their ancestors. And that was kind of an interesting perspective. It, looking around again, you can find that the Persians used to do a thing called fire jumping as a mechanism to do a spiritual cleansing. And then, you know, the Mayan culture itself had a spiritual practice called a fire ceremony that was to bring them in touch with the forces of creation. So it, it's something that we have seen in a lot of other religions, as well as in Christianity, where candles have been referenced as a catalyst between the spiritual and the physical world. And the Bible actually states that God spoke to Moses through a burning bush, and the Holy Spirit was described in the Newer Testament as the tongues of flame. So, I mean, it, it's something that we've seen in a lot of different religions and religious practices. Brian, you had a lot of interaction, you know, in your early life yeah, in the Catholic Church. It's true. I, I was an altar boy when I was a kid. So, you know, a funny story came to mind when you just said that. When I was an altar boy, you know, I was a good kid. I never did anything wrong. So I'm sure. I never played with matches. I didn't know how to light a match. And my first day as an altar boy, they're like, go light those candles. The matches are there. And I'm like, okay. So I literally burned myself with the matches and uh, successfully lighted the candles, but then practiced the week. So altar boy 
duties led me to play with matches, strangely enough. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Me and my cousin caught the yard on fire. <laughs> we went to throw something on it, and it was so cold that it was frozen. And we had this big block of ice, and we were pushing it around on the ground, trying to, like, put the yard out. It was it was hysterical. But, um, but yeah. yeah. In, in Catholicism, you know, they use candles all the time. It's I believe it's, like, the candle represents God's eternal light. And, you know, it's always part of the Mass. They're on the altar, around the tabernacle. You know, it's... it's. And one of those celebrations is Candle Mass or Candle Moss, right? Yeah. In the spring? That's also celebrated in the pagan culture, and it's called Imolk. Um, and Imolk was... <laughs> it was something that Brian and I tried to celebrate one time at our house. Oh, yeah, we had a nice experience with that practicing candle moss one year. This was several years ago in our old home. Yes. It was probably about 10 years ago, actually. And at least what we did was it, it was kind of like a, a celebration to bring in the energies you want for the new year. Right. So you have a bunch of different colored candles and we brought several friends over and we had like each candle laid out with an explanation of what that color meant, you know, and what type of energy it brought to the vibe. And people would go around in the circle and we would, we lit a, a candle, you know, for our deity in the center. And then everyone would light their candle off that candle and they would put it down in basically this big sandbox, which was a, a fire pit that we'd brought inside and put on top of our big glass table. And yeah, it was really nice. It, it was, was beautiful. It yeah. Was, and, and, you know, people opening up about things and, and their uh, emotional. They would share what they were putting the candle in for and they would stick it down in the sand. And it was beautiful. And when we went to bed, you know, it was burning in a sandbox. So we oh, yeah, the thing is need, the candles need to burn out in order for it. To, yeah. And to, to really manifest what they were going for. That was mm -hmm. our point. So. So I am not real comfortable going to sleep with candles burning in the house. Never have been. And he really wasn't comfortable with waking up to the fire alarm going off and there was like six foot flames coming out of the center. Right in the middle of the kitchen table, all the way up to the lamp. And I don't know how it didn't light the I don't ceiling on fire. So we ended up carrying it outside and uh, it we covered it and it, it went out. But it was pretty scary. Uh, interesting fact, when all the candles melted, the sand itself acted as a wick so the entire sandbox turned into one giant candle and it would just have this enormous flame so just be mindful if, yeah. if that's a thing and that's one of the things we want to talk about too is being mindful in fire safety <laughs> practice candle moss safely please yes please so another celebration is um maybon which is kind of a wiccan practice there and it denotes the beginning of summer and long ago they would light bonfires and that would bring good fortune and protection. And the farmers would either like herd their cows through the center of the ashes or they would have them jump over the fire or they would build two bonfires and, and lead them between the two bonfires. And that was to protect their cattle, right? And they would put out their fires in their homes and they would relight them from the Maybon fire, which I thought was pretty amazing. So that was kind of an interesting thing there too. It so, was kind of an amazing thing about fire and flame is that it never really dims. You can spread it from one place to another and it increases and uh, it's it just keeps growing. Yeah. And in fact, there's uh, in India, there are fire temples and there are fire worshipers and they have like a sacred flame that they keep going all the time. And then when they build a new temple, they actually bring the flame from an existing temple over to the new temple so that the flame itself has that legacy with it, which I think is pretty cool. Hmm. So um, we just wanted to go a little bit more and talk a little bit about um, why we would use candles and 
lighting of candles and what we would use them for and that kind of thing. And, you know, we all know about Christmas candles and how we light that to bring in that special kind of energy. And that that's something that a lot of people have experienced. But um, lighting candles for people and lighting candles is something that I practice and, and I, I kind of believe in that. I like to, you know, put an intention behind a candle when I light it. So when I light a candle, I always think about what am I trying to bring into this environment? What am I bringing to this moment with this candle? Right. And even for our podcast, we light a candle. We, Paul has one burning now. What's that, Paul? Oh, this one is a, it's a... Blackberry brandy. Yes. And it is very nice smelling. I really enjoyed this candle. It just makes me feel very calm and peaceful and just relaxed. Um, there's also one that we, it's kind of a go-to. It's called Antique Leather, and I really enjoy that one as well. And Brian does suffer a lot from allergies with candles. So a lot of times we'll go with a diffuser, you know, that's more like a, it's an electric uh, vibrating nodule in water, and it, it causes the water to atomize. With essential oils. And we put a drop of essential oil in it, and it spreads. Just be careful not to use anything that, you know, would burn your skin because it does go into the air, and it will get all in your eyes. <laughs> it's really not pleasant. I did discover that. Active, active oils do not do well in that scenario, just saying. But <clears throat> there have been many times when someone would call me, and they'd be feeling down, and they would ask me, you know, I would ask them, is it okay if I light a candle for you? And, you know, if that was okay, then I would, and I would select a color that I found appropriate. When someone passes and I find out about it, I usually light a candle and place it to the west. And in my mind, the west is where the setting sun goes. And, you know, I just, I just hope that, you know, they can find their path and, and their journey will be easy for them to transition. Sometimes I'll ask people that, you know, spirits that I know that have already passed to please come and help guide them and help them become comfortable in this new, this new area of where they're going in existence at this point. So, you know, I don't know if you know this, 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 um, translates to, uh, Catholicism as well. There's prayer candles in churches in front of statues that people light for prayers, intentions, thoughts, same idea. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's nothing new and it's nothing that, you know, I don't consider things to be witchy or witchcrafty or anything like that. I just think that people have different ways that they look at and they label things, but they're doing the exact same thing. I mean, like people, people light candles on a birthday cake, right? Mm -hmm. And then they light the candles so the person blowing it out might get a wish. I mean, that's, yeah. Is that not the same thing as, and I, I have to admit you lighting a candle for someone in the house, I see it burning and I think about that person and it keeps them in my thoughts and, you know, positive, you know, energies flowing towards them and, whatever their cause may be. Now, colors can mean a lot of different things. And as far as candle colors go, the main ones, my go-tos, is if I'm trying to get rid of some sort of energy or someone's past or something like that, I generally go with a black candle. If someone's having a hard time and, and I'm wanting them to help get through that, I might light a black candle. I might even have it in water so that when it burns down, it gets extinguished by the water. That's something I tend to do. Green candles I would use if someone is hurting and it's like a healing prayer for them, I'll say a prayer and light the candle. Um, and then blue is like if they're experiencing emotional or spiritual, you know, difficulties or they're they're going through something, it's maybe a learning process for them. I'll generally light those. White candles are good for anything. <laughs> you can always purpose a white candle. So that's just, you know, different things. But as a maker. Yeah, you make candles. 
Yeah, I love to to think outside the box. And, you know, if that's something that you do, you know, you're welcome to send us pictures. We'd love to see those. Just go ahead and send them to our email. Paul at gaypeace.com or Brian at gaypeace.com or what was the other one we went with? Contact or at gaypeace.com. That'd be great. Yeah. So um, basically when I make candles, I think of a lot of different things. And one of the things is, you know, the color. What what kind of energy do I want? Do I want this to be a loving energy? Uh, a lot of times I will put herbs in them. And sometimes like I might put rose if I want for love. But, you know, you have to be careful with the amount of stuff you put in it. Because when you get particulate in a candle, it can act as a wick and it can light. So you may want to have the core in the center and the herbs on the outside. Just an idea. Um, and you can lock those down. You can also use, um, you know, when you're making them, you can put intention into the candle itself. And you may want to carve into the candle and write a message into the candle, you know, that you want it to purpose, you know, for that candle. Um, I've painted candles and acrylics work really well, especially on the outside. You just want to make sure that you get something that's going to kind of paint, you know, it's going to kind of melt down with the outside of the candle, not really blend in the inside. You don't want to be inhaling stuff that's not meant to be inhaled. But they do make specific candle paints just for that. You can actually spray them. There's, some of them are pearlized. They're quite beautiful. Um, but I have also, and speaking of keeping the particulate away from them, you can take a candle and hit it with a heat gun and roll it in herbs. And that's a great way to get that energy of that herb infused in that candle, even if you didn't make it yourself. But sometimes I like to, I like to pour different, different shaped blocks of wax and then drill through the center and put a wick through them. And then I can stack, you know, herbs in between the layers. I can roll them in stuff. I can heat them and, and infuse them with, you know, different kinds of stones and gems. Those kind of things are really important to me. Another thing you can do, and this was something I kind of learned and I played with a little bit and it, I'm not super good at it yet, but you can take an inkjet printer and you can print on something like a piece of tissue and then you can lay that tissue on the outside of your candle and you can put a piece of wax paper around the candle and you can hit it with a heat gun and then peel the wax paper off and it will put the image onto the candle. It actually kind of just melts, the wax melts into the paper and fuses it to the outside of the candle and when it burns it kind of glows through that it's really pretty so i've seen that successfully done i've not been really great at it but there's a lot of youtube things online and another thing to consider is the number of wicks that you want in a candle um it could just be a single you know wick or it could be a double wick or it could be a triple wick whatever you want if it's really big you might even put four but think about what that number means to you and what you want that to bring to the purpose of this candle when you're making it because that's important whenever you're making something with intention okay so the next thing i want to talk about is the type of wa of wax that you can use for candles and the type of wax that you can buy candles that are made out of so there's basically three main ones, and I know that there's cross-gens of these. So, like, you know, we all use paraffin candles. They're pretty common. They're they're, But a lot of people don't realize that paraffin is made from the sludge from petroleum. So it is not sustainable. It has a lot of particulate in it. Uh, those are the ones that really set Brian's allergies off. It's true. I get all stuffy and stuff sometimes. Um, I always thought it was the devil leaving my body when it <laughs> makes me cough, but it's probably not really what's happening. But that's what goes through my head. So, I, you know, I like to use candles during meditation. If it's making me cough the whole time, it's not really doing me any good. Yeah, it's not that great of an option. Um, but 
that is something that you want to consider is, you know, do you have allergies? If so, um, soy may be a better option for you. It has less particulate in it. It is all natural. It's biodegradable. Um, it is sustainable because it's made from soybean oil mostly. Now, some of them are mixed with other oils like, you know, coconut oil or perhaps um, some, you know, other types of vegetable oil. But sometimes they do use regular paraffin inside of that as a gelling agent. So just be mindful that just because you're getting soil doesn't mean it's completely paraffin free. Unless it says it is, it probably isn't. Um, soy is the easiest to melt of all of the candles. It is, um, it's about 113, I think, degrees Fahrenheit. And I think paraffin's around 115. It's the next one. And then it comes up to beeswax, which is the last one we're going to talk about. And beeswax is like 140 degrees. So if you ever spill wax on yourself, or if that's going to be an issue where you may come in contact with the melted wax, you probably want to go with something more like the soy or the paraffin because they're not going to be as likely to burn you severely as the beeswax, because the beeswax is quite hot. So just keep that in mind. Also, in speaking of temperatures of the actual waxes, the color of the wax will change the temperature melt point as well and how hot it will be. It seems that the darker the candle is, the hotter the wax tends to become. So black candles will be a lot hotter than basically white candles. So just keep that kind of thing in mind. So the next thing we want to talk about is using the candle for spiritual purposes, you know, and of course, when you talk about candles, you can also, you know, kind of use incense with candles. You can, you know, but always be careful. And we talked about this a little bit before. Fire safety is really important. Thank you for adding that because that's always my point of view. <laughs> Brian's always questioning me, what kind of surface is it on? Do you have a good base on that? Is there anything near it that can catch on fire? And those are all really good questions. They're not things you really want to be answering while you're doing a meditation, but they're really good questions to ask yourself before you get started. All right. Other things are make sure there's no sources around you, anything that's flammable that, you know, could ignite, like sometimes vapors creep. So it's it's a good idea to have that you know, in mind, if you're having several people around or there's a lot of moving parts around an open flame that you have like a candle, it's a good idea to have a fire extinguisher handy. Just, you know, it never hurts to have those options or a wet towel is another good thing that you can always have around. Yeah, and kids and pets, dangers. Exactly. So in regards to spiritual practices and candles... Um, you might want to consider a few things, you know, and some of those are, how are you going to light your candle? Do you want to use an electric lighter? Do you want to use something more old school like a, a wooden lighter? I mean, a wooden match? Or are you going to be lighting this from an existing flame? Or click two rocks together. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so like if you have a fire that's going, maybe you have a Yule fire going you know, during that time of year, if you want to light it from that fire, or if you have a Maybon fire going, hey, more power to you. If you want to light it from that and, you know, bring that energy into whatever this is that you're doing, that's always a great idea. When we did Candle Moss, we, you know, we all just kind of meditated and got really quiet and got really still. And we lit the main candle for, you know, our deity, you know, for God. And then we lit all the other candles from that. And they were like a prayer to God asking for that in in our lives. Yeah, that's a Catholic church thing too. They have a baptismal candle. They light a lot of things from that candle. So there you go. Spreading the light of God. That's a cool concept. So um, 
The other thing we want to talk about is how we're going to extinguish the flame. So you, you want to think about that before you start because you want everything handy to you. Your, you know, whenever you do your, whatever your spiritual thing is that you're going to do, if it's just sitting there meditating or whatever, you don't want to have to break your, your space in order to complete your process. So pre-think your thinking and go ahead and think about, am I going to, like I said earlier, light this in water and let it burn down into the water? Am I going to let this burn all the way down? If so, is it in something that it can do that in unattended? Or if you're going to be blowing out the candle, like on a birthday cake, that's one concept. Some people consider blowing on a candle to be assaulting the flame because you're mixing your elements. You, you're you're forcing air into that and you're actually combating it that way. Interestingly, a lot of people feel that a snuffer is a kinder way to put out a flame, which you're depriving the flame of air, which is kind of like assaulting it with air in reverse, right? Assaulting it with no air. <laughs> exactly. So that's just something that you want to consider is, is how you're going to do that. And I do like to go with the candle snuffer a lot of times. I think it's a very nice way of doing that. Um, I do have when I'm working outside, you know, if we're going to have something outside with candles, I do have these windbreakers, like they're little glass things that look like jars that don't have a bottom and they just slide right over it like a globe. So those are nice to have on hand if, if you're going to be doing anything like that. So just keep in mind whenever you're doing this kind of thing, there's not really a wrong way. It, it's what you want to bring into your moment. So, you know, just think about what your intention is and where you're wanting to go with spirit in this moment with that flame, right? So that that's the important thing. So that in mind, the next time you light a candle, focus on what you're wanting to bring into your moment and try and manifest that energy and let that candle be part of that process. You know, as simple as a birthday cake and wanting that person blowing out the candle to you know, to, to have their wish, or if you're wanting to light a candle to send a hug to somebody that's far away, you can do all those things. It's just make that time with the burning candle count. So to everyone listening today, may the candles that you light in your future bring you peace, joy, and fulfillment in your days to come. Thanks, everybody. Peace out. Thank you for listening to Gay Peace Journeys podcast. Now it's your turn to spread the peace. Please take a moment to share our link with anyone that might benefit from listening. Don't forget to like and follow us for more gay peace. We hope you'll continue your gay peace journey with plenty of free self-care content on gaypeace.com.